2: By the 21st minute, it was 7-0. Soon after, Archie Thompson
0: grabbed his third and Australia's 10th. Where was the Cuba?
2: It began with a tremendous shaking, unlike anything in living memory.
3: <laughs>
2: then came the water, <laughs> destroying everything in its path.
0: As looting continued with impunity in London, for the first time, British police used these armoured jankle trucks to clear roads in a number of areas. This was Peckham, South London.
2: 31-0. Even the scorer lost count. And you have to say that with no away goal, America Samoa were going to find the second leg very difficult.
3: never scored a goal in a competition. We win, we score. To me, this is going to be part of soccer history. Just like the 31-0 against Australia was part of history, we just made part of history. These guys did. I didn't. I'm so proud of the players.
2: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Greatest Games podcast on Football Ramble Daily in association with the Blizzard. My name is Marcus Speller, opposite me is Jonathan Wilson, and with us today, it's the Indiana Jones of football journalism. <laughs> it's James Montagu, journalist and author of a number of great books, including 31 Nil On the Road with Football's Outsiders, a World Cup Odyssey, which was named Football Book of the Year at the 2015 British Sports Book of the Year Awards. Oh, yes. uh, and of course, you have a brand spanking new book out this year called 1312, Among the Ultras, a Journey with the world's most extreme fans, James. Pleasure to have you with us. Thank you for having me on again. I'm so glad that you've made time for us. You know, you're a globe trotter, as we know, <laughs> and and as your match will attest to. But but you're here in our company, and you're going to talk about this one. We go back to 2011, an Oceania pre qualifying match for the 2014 World <laughs> Cup that ended Tonga one American Samoa. Two very on brand for your type of uh, yeah. your kind of caper. Uh, a number of us would have seen the, the perhaps the documentary a, a about this. But James, why have you chosen this game?
0: well I mean, there is no doubt that in terms of the quality of football, this is the worst, <laughs> the worst game that we're probably ever going to talk about. I mean, yeah. when you watch the game back, it's. I mean, there's there's even a minute if you you can find on YouTube, you can find the um, yeah. the highlights. And when they kick off, they kind of get confused and knock into each other. Yeah. So it's quite, it's quite kind of. A uh, I'll poor be honest quality. with you. This,
2: this will be the only game, Jonathan, and I, I, I would include probably all three of us in this. But I'll only speak on my behalf. Is the only game I think we'll ever do on this podcast in which I can firmly and safely say I, I could have played in this game. I oh. could have done a job.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I remember speaking to somebody who once thought that and tried to get a game in the Latvian second division, yeah. and just and the and it was impossible. So uh-huh. no, no matter how well we, yeah. Well no, you I, football, I
2: appreciate what you're saying, yeah. but I still.
0: 10 years ago, I'd have bettered myself. Okay, 10 years <laughs> ago. You could go in goal now. Goalkeepers are quite possibly. well into their 40s Quite possibly. You know, but yes, yeah, so I
4: would say this is worse than the Latvian second division. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it's, I mean, I've watched the Latvian first division. I thought
2: you yeah. might have done.
4: And assuming there isn't a huge golf. Yeah between, I mean, I don't want the parachute pavement situation is there, but <laughs> Wouldn't have thought it was. I, I would say this is the lowest standard than Latvian in second division.
2: Yeah, but, it, but clearly it's not the quality of the football. There's it's the not reason the quality, why
0: and the reason I, I chose I this not. was because, um, I mean, a few years ago you mentioned it, I wrote a book called 31 Um and I really wanted to tell the story of a World Cup qualification campaign mm. but through the eyes of, you know, the teams that would never make it, and I, I asked the question what is it that keeps people going when they lose all the time? Mm. And if I was going to call it 31 Nil. I had to go and find American Samoa because American Samoa famously loses 31 0 to Australia, mm-hmm. world record score in 2001. Yeah. And so I make my way to Samoa for this pre qualification tournament. <laughs> and um, I get there and I thought I was going to land and go straight to the game, but I found out I crossed the international dateline. So I got there a day early, which was great because then I went, It was better than a day late. <laughs> yeah, it was better than a day late. So, so you know, I turned up and, and you know this incredible story unfolds in front of me. Like I knew that American Samoa had lost thirty-one nil, and that must have left a scar on on these players. But then I went to the to the kind of motel where these players were, and you know the, their lives had I wouldn't say been ruined, but certainly been dominated in mm. the ten years since that game
2: well the goalkeeper in particular
4: well
0: Nicky Salapu was and it's the
4: same player right he plays in both yeah. games yeah right. he, he,
0: Nicky Salapu is the goalkeeper in Coffs Harbour and we can't really talk about this game in 2011 without talking about yeah. this victory in, in uh, this 31-0 victory because Nicky Salapu was the goalkeeper in that game, and you can find that full match quite easily. Mm. And he has a great first ten minutes; it's nil nil in the first ten minutes, and he's pulling off save after save.
2: Well, just because he shipped it doesn't mean to say. I remember watching Villa get beat eight 0 at Chelsea once, and I think it was Brad Guzan. And I was like, honestly, he had a pretty good game. <laughs> yeah, you know? was, I mean, could it could have been thirty eight nil. Well, or that's how bad it? his teammates were. It
0: was, and but there's a there's a there's another story behind that because. When you see that, I mean, obviously they changed the rules afterwards about qualification, so that you had to have a pre-qualifying tournament, yeah. and it kind of, it 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 kind of reinforced a lot of people's negative stereotypes about minnows. Why should the big teams play mm. these small teams? Mm. You know, we should separate them. It's a waste of time. But actually, what happened is because American Samoa is kind of a dependency of the United States of America, whereas yeah. Samoa it's about
2: fifty five thousand people yeah,
0: population, but Samoa is a is an independent state, mm. but culturally they're virtually identical. Mm -hmm. So what they found out is just before um, the tournament, whilst they were all there, they found out that uh, they all had Samoan passports. And so the entire squad basically gets told that they can't play. Mm. So they have to draft in effectively a bunch of 15-year-olds yeah. the only senior player there was Nikki Salapu so yeah, yeah. Australia go in and just and as Australians do in the sporting any sporting arena yeah. just complete will destroy you will pound you into the ground
2: and take great pleasure in doing so and take
0: so. great pleasure in doing so and that's what they did and <laughs> they win 31-0 and there's a brilliant uh, interview with the coach afterwards where he's just he's, he's kind of shell-shocked and he says I, I, don't, I don't know why they wanted to score so many goals mm. you know that was just that's the only thing he said and uh
4: yeah, but I mean, if it's a competitive game, you play it hard, right? Yeah, but and if he's... it's not a competitive game, you shouldn't be playing
0: it. I, I've um, I've spoken to quite a few Australians who say this, like, "Oh, yeah, but we needed to run up the score, we needed to run up the goal difference." The problem is that, there were, two, that much. there were two separate groups. So if if New Zealand was in the same group, I could understand that because there were two groups. Australia hammered everybody in their group. New Zealand hammered everyone in their group. So it actually didn't make any difference. No, I th- that's
4: a flaw of the format. It's not a flaw of Australia. You're 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 playing in a World Cup game. You go out and you play it hard. And if you're expected to be charitable to the opposition, then the tournament's a joke. It's not,
0: but
2: there is. Oh, Jonathan, you're taking no, a no, no, very no, no. hard line I, there. I think,
0: I think there is a. There is, Do you don't think? There is, no, a kind no, of,
4: there is a kind of. In, around... a, in a friendly, yes.
2: Yeah. But in a. Yeah, I, I guess it's. So, what it's about, a, about the Italian school of thought, you know, where you sort of. When you go four or five up, then probably of yesteryear now, you just kind of ease off. Do you think that you find that abhorrent?
4: I find that... I mean, I can understand easing off if you're protecting your own players and you're sort of conserving energy. I I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. The Italian mentality, I think, was always, well, we'll stop at four or five because if this happens to us, I want them to stop at four or five, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I don't think is healthy. No, I I don't think you can condemn a team for playing hard in a competitive game. But
0: even if you can't, there is... I think there is a, a generally... I mean, we're living in an age where norms are going out the window in every field, but there is a kind of norm in... Almost in professional football, that it is a bit unseemly to be punching down quite so hard thirty-one times.
2: <laughs> I think I think it's I, think I, mean, it's a bit, yeah. I mean, I, so,
0: I think it, I think it's I think it's
4: awful for everybody concerned, and that's why I think that format was a nonsense. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but there is, but there is, but I mean, some, one person who did agree with me. Um, I had a. a I had a lunch I sound like a twat saying this, but I had a lunch with Gordon Ramsay and Dick mm. Advocar in Dubai. Oh I, I, what in, about that? In, and uh it was i we'd arranged it so a that, Rangers that, Legend? And, and Dick Advocar. Hey, 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 hey. Although it turns out we never played for Rangers late, <laughs> oh, yeah, didn't true. So um yeah. but so but we didn't know that then, so we'd arranged it so that it's kind of Dick Advocar being interviewed by um by by Ramsey at, at his restaurant in Dubai. And we sit um, there. And what are you doing there? Well, because I was working at Time Out Dubai. Oh, so okay. I was there as a kind of I was there, but I, I was actually interviewing him. Okay. And uh, Advocar had been hired as the uh UA national team coach, but they'd already been eliminated from I think World Cup qualification and Asian Cup qualification. Right. So he literally had nothing to do until the <laughs> Gulf Cup came round in like 18 months' time. <laughs> and so when he got the phone call, he was like, Yes. Yeah. And so we, and we meet him, he, he's there early, and we have lunch, and they, they're going through all these Rangers stories. And then it, that's when he tells me the story about how, uh, I think it was Craig Moore and uh, Tony Vidmar. Mm. I think Craig Moore scores four against Tonga. Because in the game before, they beat Tonga right. 22-0, which okay. was the previous record. And, they t- uh, and he says that when they came back, he was so appalled by the fact that they scored 31 <laughs> goals, that he dropped Moore oh, and right. Vidmar uh, as punishment for doing that. Head. And, um, and he was very pleased about that. But I mean, I will put caveat there. It,
4: Archie Thompson stayed in the team, having scored 19, was it he got, or whatever it was? He, uh, did he
0: score? No, there was some one player scored six, nine. Who was it? It wasn't well, that, uh, was Archie Thompson, was it Archie Thompson, it?
2: yeah, it was Archie Thompson. Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking he, doesn't, he, he wasn't was playing for
0: Rangers at the time, was he? No, no he wasn't. No, no. Uh, so, so, um, it, but he, he dropped these two players. And I would say that, because I mentioned this on Twitter a couple of uh, back last year, and Craig Moore replied to me, uh, and, which is the wonder of social media? And he said, "Oh no, I was injured." You know, so he denies that he was dropped. But I mean, I like he Advocar was absolutely adamant that he dropped the players based mm-hmm. on this. And it was great. It was a great lunch. And then um, after we had that lunch, um, Advocar uh, went to the went to his car, drove to the airport, left his car at the airport, and uh, fled the country.
2: Well, there's a lot of cars in that. In the in that, that situation, a, that yeah. But we're, we're getting off of American Samoa yeah. So themselves.
0: why did he flee the country? You because, can't leave it there. Because we'd had this... Oh, okay. it, 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 he'd been offered the South Korea job, I think. Uh, and, oh, OK.
4: See, so it wasn't like fleeing no, justice or... Uh, no,
0: he wasn't fleeing justice, but he was like...
4: Or injustice no, in that
2: It's very place, difficult to leave Dubai. Yeah, very difficult. Like, there's, a, there's, a, I don't know what it's like now, but there was a whole car park of cars yeah. at the airport yeah. where a lot of um, people, you know, a friend of mine, he he didn't do it, but uh, he would know people that wanted to get back to Britain, and it was so hard to almost like um unpick yourself from the Dubai system. If you had any, basically, system. if you had any debt, yes, it's, debt.
0: A, it's a criminal matter to owe to owe money, basically. Yeah. So. People would just leave their cars at the airport, leave the keys
2: in yeah. ignition. If you had a single uh, ticket at the airport, yeah. they wouldn't let you go. No, no, no. So you'd always have to buy a return.
0: But, yeah, uh, I'll be back in a bit. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah but advocar was, and then he, uh, we'd run the interview and he'd fled the country. I mean, fled the country because I felt that the tipping point for him taking the job might have been that interview because he was kind of a broken man <laughs> during it. So, because like Gordon Ramsay asked him, so so what you got next, World Cup qualifiers? Like, no. <laughs> and so he went and then he actually phoned me up because we'd run it on the front page of, this, of the magazine and I was just, like he's not the coach anymore and it was a big scandal in in the UAE and uh, he phoned me up and apologised did he? yeah
2: that's quite oh, nice, isn't it? I think there's a, there's a piece there to be made in search of Dick's car. Yeah, <laughs> find it. Um, well, of course, one of his fellow countrymen was uh, was had taken a, a surprise job elsewhere, which was of course we we, we talk about Thomas Rongan, who, yeah. who, who took the job as American Samoa coach. Yeah, now he'd been, uh, he, well, he was a player in MLS, of he course. He was.
0: I mean, he was. He, he came through Ajax as a youth player and never. I don't think he even made a first team appearance, but mm-hmm. went to the, went to. He um, was DC uh, United. Did he play it, or manage? It, it was in New York. I think it was at the Cosmos. Okay. Uh, he played in the late seventies, and he was a teammate of um, Cruyff very okay. briefly, and was a roommate of his or stayed at his house. Um, and so, but he, he never really made it as a mm-hmm. as a player. But he stayed in the U.S., married an American woman. Um, and when you hear him speak, he has a very strong, gruff American accent. But then he becomes co- he gets into coaching, and he becomes coach of the uh, US under twenties team.
2: Uh-huh. Did he win? He won the MLS Cup with DC United. 99. No, that was Bra- that was Bob Bradley. Oh, that was Bob
0: Bradley. Um, easy mistake to make. Indeed. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It, but he's a, yeah he um but that was his successful kind of. You know, he he was taking the under twenty teams to the World Cups.
2: Yeah, so
3: bringing know. through
0: a lot of young players. I mean, he was really highly sought on. Mm. And then he was kind of out of out of work, um, out, but still attached to the federation. And they basically lent him to American Samoa mm. for this, you know, for this short term job. See what you can do. See if you can put any fires out. And when I had arrived, he'd be, he'd really been only in charge of the team for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um And he told me when I interviewed him, he said you know, I've never seen a lower football <laughs> IQ in my life. Incredible. Um, and the people were, the, the diet was terrible. Um, you know, so he really turned up mm-hmm. to a lot of players. Not only were they kind of unfit, um, didn't really have any coaching, mm. tactics, coaching or anything like that. Um, you know, they also had these huge scars from defeat. One of them being Nicky Salapu, who was still in the squad, had probably conceded over 200 goals since then. And, um, there was, I mean, when I spoke to him, this guy was like he had a he had a weight on his shoulders. I mean, he was he was telling me how he worked in the Safeways in Seattle, and like his all his uh, colleagues would take the piss out of him. His mm. kids would have the piss taken out of them at school. It's mad, and um, he uh, just to
4: stop any yeah. piss taking. and did win the. Uh... U.S. Open Cup with D.C. United. Oh, did he United really? United he United. Did he? Oh,
2: thank you very much for checking. He that. Did he? <laughs> so, but this, so, it was basically wrong. though know, that my my point was, which you you made without saying that. fact is He's got a bit of pedigree. Yeah, it's not some guy who. No. You know, we, I think uh, on on a ramble meets Luke interviewed. Um. Uh. Uh. uh watson uh who went and did up up paul, on, paul, paul watson, paul watson yeah. yeah up on Pompey, yeah, yeah who, who who, you know it's it's not one of those stories no. where it's a kind of a, a european no, who mean, fancies he's done a bit of coaching well, and he, and he won
4: the um i mean I, I was about to say that as if i knew this i'm reading it off <laughs> uh, he he won the mls regular season with Tampa bay mutiny and was named an mls coach of the year even even before is yeah. glory so, with DC. So in eyes. the US, I feel you've underestimated the man Jones.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I thought he did a fantastic job. And I met him, and he was it, was it was very clear from meeting him that he was, you know, he was a he was a professional. So he's proper
2: foo- um, a proper, proper footballing man, proper, which is usually <laughs> comes at the end of a sentence when when that man has been derided or yeah. scandal is broken. Mm. But that's not the case with no. with Rongen, as far as I'm aware. But he but he is a footballing guy, yeah. and, and and he would have been one of those Europeans who was in in the US because at the time footballing culture in the US was 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 emerging. I mean, obviously they've got the facilities, you know, um, they've they've got the design, the energy, but they just needed a bit more of the kind of culture, if you like. Mm. So he goes from there to American Samoa where he thinks flipping, heck, you know, you you you're trying to get a bit more, I suppose, traditional suppose European football culture in the States. And he goes to American Samoa and it's like Well it's I a mean, chance it's <sighs> a
0: chance to I mean the way he explained it to me was it like, okay, it's a couple of weeks and it's a chance to, you know, coach a senior team at a World Cup. I mean, you know, why not go to a warm place, give it a go. Uh-huh. If it doesn't work out, then you come home. Um, but then he becomes incredibly emotionally attached yeah. to the players that he meets. And he has an almost religious awakening as he's doing this. Mm. And what's really interesting is that he he brings those players together. Um, and it, the the big thing he does is, is, is work with their fitness. And you see a lot of this in Next Goal Wins, the documentary that was made about this. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, psychologically, and these players had never had anybody, because he's a tough talking coach. I mean, he's, mm. he's, you know, on people's backs and they just weren't used to it. It was a complete culture shock and mm-hmm. it almost all falls apart until, you know, the players start realising that they are improving.
2: Mm, indeed. Uh, all right, well, let's have a quick break and then we'll talk more about Rongen and his coaching methods and, and the match itself. So, see you at a moment, everybody.
3: A call for American Samoa, considered by number thirteen.
2: Jack Mate's Happy Hour is back for a brand new season. It's the podcast where we talk to some of the most
0: exciting people in the world, from Ricky Gervais. In some ways, fame makes you a better person. You know, it's like I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God's watching me, but I, I know someone with a everyone else
2: <laughs> <laughs> To undercover police officers. Can you see the fading scar there, gentlemen? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. That's
0: where I was stabbed in the neck by a drug dealer once.
2: Or. We just talk about whatever's making us laugh right now when you think back to school kid banter like it's well funny because of how immature it is we (laughs) had this teacher called Mr McGibbon and he had this big cushion that he was teaching us how to rugby tackle on he just ran up to it rugby tackled it but landed on top of it and one of the kids shouted it's not your wife sir (laughs) (laughs) that is funny (laughs) listen to Jack Mate's Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you get your pods
0: Jack Mates Happy Hour is a
3: Staccano production.
2: Welcome back to Great Games on Football Ramble Day in association with the Blizzard. So, yes, James, wrong. I and mean, yeah. um, I mean, you think about the style of coaching, I mean, it's all different styles of coaching, but in the US, you know, having sampled a teensy tiny bit you know for for, you know just from experience and so on it is often sort of quite hard it's it's it's, uh there's an element of the drill sergeant about certain coaches and so on and so forth and that's just not cutting the mustard in americans because he really had to be almost like a counselor yeah and and show a lot of emotional intelligence as well as being a football coach to those players
0: when he when he comes across nikki salapu guys he's got demons demons and uh, you know, this is a guy who's playing Xbox at home and would, would set up Samoa versus Australia and take out the other control pad and score fifty goals against <laughs> Australia. And he said that to me like a like, yeah, it's a funny thing. I'm like, that's not that's that's I don't know, maybe you should see somebody yeah. about that. That's like that's not that's not healthy. Yeah. And so they really had these 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 kind of emotional scars and this weight. And I remember the night night before this game, and I went and sort of met the players and mm-hmm. and uh, spoke to Rongan again. Um, and that's where I met uh, Jaya Salua. So mm. I, that's where I discovered that they also had a transgender player. Now, this is fascinating because in Polynesian culture they have this thing called the fafafina, this this kind of third sex within um, within society, it, um, which is widely accepted in Polynesian. Which culture. is widely accepted. It's it's kind of a difficult, kind of odd situation because homosexuality is illegal in Samoa, mm-hmm. uh, but the fafafina are accepted. Right. So it's kind of one way of it's. it's Kind of accepting kind of homosexuality, but then they could kind have of pushed people into this kind of third sex. But okay. I met, jo- I mean, I, at first I thought she was one of the wives of the players because mm-hmm. I mean, she, she's a woman. Yeah. Um, and then Rongan turns around and said, I mean, basically, I've got a woman's thing starting a centre back tomorrow. And then that's, that's how I discovered that something called the Fafafina exists. Right. And, and, um, and she was very gracious, very friendly. Mm-hmm. And I remember the next day when the game starts at the JS Blatter stadium in Appiah and there's about <laughs> 20, 30 people in the crowd Um, and she starts and she starts at centre back uh-huh. and this game begins. And it's, I mean, the first goal that I think American Samoa ever score uh, competitively and she gets the assist cuts right through the middle. I mean, uh-huh. it, it, it's a goalkeeping error effectively, uh-huh. but Ramin scores the first goal. And I mean, a
4: goalkeeper effectively. It is an atrocious <laughs> goalkeeper.
2: Okay. Um, I, it, How can you say What a rasping drive it was, John.
4: What, what I would say is, and, and look, my, my knowledge of this is limited to what little I've watched on YouTube in the last week. It is very noticeable that American Samoa are playing some kind of coordinated passing football and Tonga are not.
2: Yes. Oh,
0: it's absolutely...
4: I mean, so it, you can see that they've been properly coached. The shape is, is to an extent there. Mm-hmm. The, the sort of the way that as soon as a player gets a ball gets the ball, their you know, their first sort of reaction is, you're already sort of half-turned to, to then play the pass. You can see that the passing has been drilled. You know, they they look like... Um, like a a m- well, they look like a machine. Well, they look like a a not particularly good version of a proper side, mm. whereas Tonga would just look a mess. Yeah Tonga,
0: yeah, Tonga was coached by this very young Australian guy who, who's probably a little bit out of his depth. But the interesting thing about Rongan is that when you saw him on the side of the pitch... He was literally telling people what to do on the ball, reminding them what to do on the ball. Yeah. So when the ball went to uh, Nikki Slapu, he was shouting on him to dive on the ball, count, count. And then so he would literally pick up the ball and he would stand there counting and then hit the ball. It was literally like yeah. teaching the the absolute was, basics. He had to micromanage piece piece. them. Yeah, actually, absolutely. It was, he was like pulling the strings everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, it worked because he's a, he's a good coach and they followed exactly what he did. And then... Um, the second goal happened well the
4: first goal I mean, we, first goal yeah we
0: should, we, I mean they, they had hit the,
4: uh, the sort of the angle of, of post and bar the very good free kick before this very so. good free and kick and it's a real shame that's not the first goal because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have actually been a really good goal as opposed to a bit of a punt from about 40 yards which bounces up in the keeper a 40
2: yarder still a 40 yarder
4: it's well, a 40 it?
0: yarder but it, I think it might have been going like off target as well so I'm not it may sure you well can say and somehow kind of then kind of chops it with his hand and goes behind mm. it so it so it is one 1-0, and so and they're they're all celebrating, and it's amazing because they've never really celebrated before. So when you see it, like everybody's yeah. celebrating crazily on their own because they don't really know how to celebrate. Well, at it all. It's so interesting
2: you say that because yeah, there was something odd about it, and you basically just summed it up for me there. When you when you watch this, you think, oh yeah, this this is such an unnatural moment, I suppose, for them. Yeah, because you know they, they'd scored, you know, what was the ratio? So they they'd lost what thirty international games yeah. in a row. And, uh, and 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 they'd been outscored two hundred and twenty nine to twelve. So they had scored twelve goals, but I can imagine those twelve goals probably didn't mean that much. No,
0: I think a lot of them were
2: in non-competitive fixtures as well. Exactly. But so is you're in your competitive fixture to go one 0 up yeah. where this means something. Oh,
0: the first time they'd ever been in a lead. Yeah and so but you know, to, to their credit, I mean I was there when they gave this half half time talk, because they didn't have a, they did have a dressing room, but it was very small, so we did the half time talk on the and, he, and, you know, as a journalist, it's quite rare to get mm. access to the kind of dressing room and hear what's going on. And, he, you know, it was, it was quite, you know, you had a tear in your eyes. It was really yeah. motivational stuff. Did he do it on the pitch? He did it on the side of the pitch. Oh, okay. Sort
2: of Phil Brown-esque. Yeah. And, so, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and um... You know, and then the, the second half begins and uh, there's a, a Shalom Luani scores the second goal, mm. which is, you know, ball goes over the top and he could have pokes it past the goalkeeper who absolutely wipes him out. I mean, I, <laughs> at first I thought he was unconscious when it happened. Oh, yeah, it's was, it was a bit
2: of the Schumacher a, style. It
0: was a bit of a Schumacher style, you know, and he, so, and, and, he, and he's out and he's too, and it's really interesting. Because but yeah, didn't he end up playing in NFL or something? He, so uh, Shalom <laughs> Luani, right, is this like, I met him, he was 16 years old, right? And he was like a little slip of a lad mm. and Next time I see him, I see a picture of him. his neck is wider than his head. Somehow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it's an optical illusion, <laughs> but he gets drafted by the Oakland Raiders, <laughs> and he's like a, he's like a defensive end or something yeah. for, for the for the Raiders. And now he's at the Houston Texans. Tex- he's a safety apparently. I don't safety. I don't, know anything. I don't know. I don't know anything about NFL, but yeah, but that's it. He scored. He's, I think he's joint top scorer in the history of American Samoa, and also. Uh, but there's a, there's a there's a long um, history of American Samoans. Uh, joining the U.S. military yeah. and also in playing in in there is, yeah. in NFL, so it's not that surprising. But the you know, big
2: boned people, yeah. We well, they
0: you know they they have certain attributes and yeah. uh, and 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 he scores this goal and and then you're thinking, will Nikki Salapu get a yeah. clean
2: sheet? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And that's what and you're willing this on, but then Tonka score a goal quite late in the yeah, game, two minutes
4: to go. Yeah,
0: um, but, the, but It was
4: actually a very nice back post header.
0: It was a nice back post header. I mean, Nikki should have done better with that. But then, uh, the, did you tell him that? Because didn't <laughs> Cause, cause what happens next is that they the Tonga almost equalised. Yeah. And Jaya Salua kinda clears it off the line. Yeah, that's right. And then the whistle gets blown yeah. and I have never and this is That why, is a great clearance as it, well. It, it is a great clearance. But this but this is the why I chose this game because, you know, I love football yeah. and I watch a lot of good games. I watch a lot of terrible games as well. But for me, you know, I mean I mean you'll miss the tactics. You know, but for me, the emotion is the
4: thing. I've moved on from that. I think, think
0: you think. I moved on from that okay. But you know, I mean, I, the, you could appreciate it as well sure, the, sure, the emotion sure. of yeah, the game yeah, yeah, yeah. and the the drama of of a moment like mm-hmm. that. You know, means you can put that up against a game that yeah. is, you know technically superb. Yeah, and to me, you can put those on a similar mm-hmm. level. And that moment when they won their first ever game mm-hmm. and Nikki Salapu is, mm-hmm. is is hysterical mm-hmm. crying. Mm-hmm. They're all crying. I, I, I get a bit emotional even thinking about what that moment was like. Yeah. Um, and Rongan was just was just beside himself. But all those players were just you know there was a mania because like what do we do? What do we do? And they were all crying and there was tears. And then they do this. Uh, they have like a hacker mm-hmm. civil towel, they call it um, in in the Samoan culture. And they kind of all line up and they've never had to do it before because they've never won. All oh, right. And they they get into a line. And they do this kind of, like, Samoan war dance. Like, in, in front of me, I'm, like, taking a picture of it. it. It seems like I was the only person there. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, it was wonderful. And it, it's captured in Nick's goal wins it's, perfectly. It,
2: it and, is. And, and that, I mean, that documentary is well worth seeing, of course. But but you're right. That That, that is the beauty of football because... The scenes of celebration. I mean, the game itself. How many people are watching? I mean, it's probably just you, James, and a couple of other people. It, you know, it
0: appeared. Was it just sort of in a sports center or something? No, it was. It was the JS Blatter. The, the JS Blatter Stadium Complex, I think it's called. So it's a football pitch that has a tiny stand next to it with some dressing rooms, and that's it. And but it's it like, like in the middle of a jungle, basically the jungle But, but that's
2: what I mean. Like you, you know, it wouldn't be that outrageous to see some bloke walking his dog in the background. No, do you know what I mean? No. That that's the kind of level. This is. As grassroots as it's ever going to get on mm. one of these podcasts, you know. And and, and they've yet... got
4: to clear off a pitch because two and a half, yeah, you know, half an hour after this game finishes, the next qualifier happens, <laughs> yeah, right?
0: Because yeah. yeah. oh, all the qualifiers are played on yeah, the they same pitch. Yeah, they're all played on the same pitch. But if so...
2: you if you if you, yeah, if you were I I don't know, you were there on holiday or you you're sort of travelling through or whatever and you and you saw this game, you would have no idea. And then if you saw the scenes of celebration, you'd think, blimey, me, they they seem quite happy with themselves. But the, but that's it with football. The scenes of celebration. You can you can you can, you know, make parallels with them with 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 a side winning the World Cup for mm. crying out loud. You know the way that some players they hit the ground, they drop to their knees, they celebrate. Just you've just got eighty thousand people around them and the cameras and the glitz and the glamour and the quality players. Whereas this is exactly the same, that, that, and that's the beauty of it. That yeah. those scenes of celebration. No wonder you, you know prompts a bit of emotion yeah, in it was,
0: you. It, it's exactly that. It was to them. It was the World Cup. You know, it was they. They never thought they would they would ever achieve a victory mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. And they were the worst team in the world uh-huh. and they had all been ritually humiliated because of it and th- this was a beautiful emotional moment but also a like a psychological lifting of this great dark cloud. And for me what was also one of the most interesting things is then what happens next. They they kind of get belief.
1: You know, <laughs> they go into the
0: next game against the Cook Islands and um is it Winton uh Winston Rufer Rufer the the yeah, New Zealand. Zealand. Zealand yeah his brother is coach of the Cook Islands oh. but he seems to have alienated everybody during the first couple of days of him taking the job so they sack him before <laughs> the game starts pitch side right so the, so he's standing there he's not coach anymore his assistant comes in and he's taking charge of the game and American Samoa is like watching Brazil all of a sudden <laughs> you know they they completely dominate the match mm-hmm. um but it's it ends up in a in a 1-1 draw and Ronkin is furious because yeah. he knows if they have win that game, they're virtually assured a trip to the next round, which is that's when they meet the big boys of New Zealand. New Zealand in the group stage, yeah. Um, and, and he's furious. And I don't remember Nikki Salapu saying, uh, oh, "Can can we do can we do the hacker now?" And, and, and <laughs> Nikki, no, you can't do the goddamn hacker because you didn't win. You know, and he's furious because he just thought that you know. And he's, he he kind of gives him this kind of shakedown, and he's like really disappointed. And he's like. We never. I never thought we'd even draw a game. Let alone like yeah. win. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
4: yeah, if they had won that, they'd have had they'd have had six points, and then Samoa would have had four points, and you know, they're yes. playing Samoa last, so they just needed a draw. They again, would have Samoa. needed a
0: draw. So, but it came down to the last game, the Samoa and Derby. The coach of Samoa was the guy who was the coach of American Samoa for the thirty-one-nil defeat yeah. as well. So that added a little bit of uh, spice to it, and. um and this game, and it almost doesn't happen because there's a torrential downpour right, yeah. just before the game. And it's like, it looks like the game isn't going to take yeah. place because there's no way they can, there's a, they've got a tractor on, they're trying to drag the water off. Um, but then it goes ahead and Rongen's again, he's he's kind of controlling everything on the pitch and he's got this plan that he's going to bring on a striker on like 70, 80 minutes if if it's still nil-nil and they're going to go for it. So They're going to contain Samoa because even though Samoa are very low ranked, they were much, much better. A better team, but they yeah. hadn't played an international game for or a official international game something like three years, so they'd f- like fallen down the rankings. And um, and, and it was so
4: because yeah, Samoa had won their first game three two, so they had the same goal difference going into the game, but Samoa had scored more goals, so
0: they had to basically so, they had to win. So Americans
4: Samoa had to win. They had
0: to win. So they, it was 0-0 It's about seventy five minutes gone. or I can't remember. But then and in the in Mexico wins, they do this as a slow mo. But it, it was whilst I was watching it. I felt it was mm-hmm. a slow-mo because I was in the perfect angle with with the striker. He goes through on goal and he clips the ball past the Samoa goalkeeper mm. and it's, from where I'm standing, it's in. Like I can see it bobbling into the goal and then it just bobbles out and it hits the post and bounces out. Yeah. And that would have been...
2: Oh, it was gutting.
0: I mean, it was gutting. Also, it would have really screwed up all our plans because then we'd have had to somehow get to the <laughs> come back to go to the next round. But yeah. you know, we were all we all really wanted them to win and get and go through to the next round. And then Smoa went up the other end and scored, yeah,
4: 89th at, minute,
0: 89th it? minute
2: winner.
4: So all these games are played. should be said they play between the 22nd and 26th of November.
2: Yeah, pack them in.
4: So, uh, yeah, Jason Mourinho and playing two games <laughs> yeah. in four days. <laughs>
2: I mean, that's nothing.
0: that's how fit Rongen got them, you yeah. <laughs> know, <laughs> the you know. And uh and so yeah, and then and then afterwards it was like this like this Hollywood moment where it's then the rain started. It was absolutely pissing it down like a monsoon. Everybody's in tears and then Rongen lets Let's them do their hacker. Let's them do the Sivertal yeah, yeah, yeah. one last time. As he gives this kind of emotional team talk about yeah. what it means to him to have been there yeah, through yeah, this yeah. moment, and uh, and it was just, it was just, a, it was just such a beautiful moment. And we we're all really sad, but you know, ultimately that game changes everybody's lives who've, who who are part of it. You but know?
2: that sums up football better because the, the 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 glory and in, in in victory and in loss as well. Mm. It, in those three games, it kind of encapsulates all the emotions that. that a lot of people wrap it, up in it,
0: it really was and then you know of course the film comes out and uh, Jaya is made into something of a star uh, because of it and uh, Nicky becomes something of a star as well and he
2: exercises his demons shortly
0: yeah he, he, he's completely um, you know he, he he tells me afterwards
2: like I can go back I can look my son in the eyes hmm. you know this kind of things and Um, And to have the documentary made as well, where a a wider audience sees it and and, and knows the story and actually sees that guy and thinks, yeah, you're you're the guy who was in the team that won there. Exactly. And everybody, everybody loves an underdog. And,
0: you know, I would go to screenings of the movie and the people, people cheering on the team in the cinema, you know, when they scored, there was a a round of applause. (laughs) And that's a very rare thing. And I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but, you know, they're it's such an amazing story and i always thought oh this is this is like a hollywood movie being being in a hollywood movie but they are actually now making a hollywood movie mm. of it so who's uh, playing you i'm i'm not in it i don't think oh, dear. i saw that um, i think it re, uh, re- maybe that's a spin off yeah maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought there might be because i i did a story i wrote about it for the new york times and i remember uh, rogan used that in the in the on a projector in the room as a team talk, mm-hmm. like the second uh, for the second game. So I thought maybe I might somehow get into the film that way, but no, <laughs> no they haven't. Because they, they'd have to ask me to, for my life rights, I think, for this Would kind they? of thing. Yeah. So I've, no have No So I've been I've been cut out of this uh, this film. But they are making it. I mean, I'd, I'd heard a couple of years ago that they they were thinking of doing it with The Rock. Playing Thomas Rongan. Really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which would be that, brilliant. Wasn't there an article that Michael Fassbender was He involved? So
0: they filmed it. Michael Fassbender is Thomas Rongan, and it is uh, uh, Taiki Waititi, the guy who just yeah, right, yeah, wrote uh, Jojo go. Rabbit. Yeah, won the Oscar for it. He's directed it, and it's coming out next uh, later this year.
2: Cool. I tell you what. Yeah. That's not too shabby at all. Not is too it? shabby. So, so, but unfortunately,
0: I mean, I saw that. Was it Reece Darby, the the, the uh, Australian comic? I saw that he'd been kind of signed up for the film. I thought, oh, that well, maybe, right? maybe that, I mean... Is that you? You know, he's got better hair than me, but... <laughs> Slightly similar colour, maybe
2: that's me. Now, I think that was the sticking point, wasn't? It? They had everything to do, but they just couldn't settle. Who would play yeah, James yeah he would? Yeah.
0: Um, Unfortunately, Rutger Hauer is no longer with
2: us. So that's I a mean, great shame. You know. It really is a great shame. But uh, so, so what was then? So the sort of the legacy, the aftermath, if you like. I mean, four years later, they beat Tonga in a in, in a not in a pre-qualifier. This was. A, oh, no, it no, was, pre- it was the, same the same stage, wasn't it? same stage. very much Tonga's bogey team. <laughs> <by laughs> the
0: really, uh, well, it was quite sad actually because. When I finished writing thirty-one zero, I then I then kind of phoned up everybody because uh, I like to do at the end of the book is to go back to the mm-hmm. to the people that I've met and, and find out what what's happened since I first met them, and um, it was quite sad because Jaya's life had kind of been almost ruined in the in the immediate aftermath because she went back to university in Hawaii and found mm-hmm. out that she'd been kicked off her course because they didn't get the message no. that she was playing in an international World Cup qualifier somewhere, and so she was kicked off her course, and then she ended up getting a job as a security guard in Hawaii. Um, and you know, we were talking and she was thinking, well, I'm going to try to get back to university. But the one thing she was, she talked about, uh, uh completing her transition, um, to being a woman, which would involve quite a lengthy mm-hmm. and powerful hormone process, uh, mm-hmm. change. And so, but once you do that, you can't, you can't play mm-hmm. anymore. So, um, but she was going to delay that so that she could play in the 2018 World Cup qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't pick her.
2: Uh, she went
0: in. She went for the went for the trials, but shit. they they didn't pick her. So so it's quite sad. But then the film came out, and obviously she's you know now you know, uh, FIFA recognised her as the first transgender player, and so she she's she, she went back to university. They let mm. her back in. So it's all it's all okay. But yeah, they go to 2018 qualifiers, and again they they get very close. Larry the who was the coach at the beginning of Next Goal Wins, mm. the American uh, kind of understudy to, to Rongan. He, uh, he takes control of the team and, uh, yeah, they almost do it. They, they basically miss out by one goal. If they'd beaten <sighs> Cook Island in the last game by 3-0, they'd be through. but um, It's a
2: big ask for them to score three goals in a game.
0: It is a big ask, but... Um, but they were very close to doing but I'm, it. I'm, I'm hoping to go... Uh, I think it's in September. I mean, coronavirus um, permitted, they will have another of these pre-qualifying tournaments for 2022 mm. coming up in September this year. So I'm thinking of going and seeing... How about that? I mean, you never know. Uh, you should
2: do an organised tour. <laughs> <don't I?
0: laughs> Nicky eh? Salapu comes back for the game, you know. You should, maybe, maybe, maybe I can offer your services. Do you have any Samoan heritage? Uh, you can...
2: It's unlikely. I mean, and I'm a bit older these days, so, oh, you, you know, know... Talent is... talent. You know, class is permanent. I you know, did, so. Realistically, I think I'm more of a bench warmer for them now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when what, what, you wanted a striker in the last sort of 20 minutes, that, that was me. That was you. That was my... <laughs> And they they might need a good tactician, so,
0: you know. Tell you what. Offer your services. Mm.
4: I mean, yes, please do. See what they're offering.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Room
0: and board. board, Room
2: and board and nothing else. Indeed. Well, James, it's been fascinating and a pleasure, as always, to be in your company and unpacking this story with you. nice one mate uh, for more stories like that do go to the blizzard.co.uk uh, but we look forward to where your travels take you next James and, and, and keep it in touch with you and seeing uh, you know what articles and, and what your Twitter feed is saying and so on and so forth so thank you very much indeed thank you Jonathan a pleasure as always uh, that's been Greatest Games on Football Ramble Day in association with the Blizzard we'll see you next week
1: Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh